You're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a powerful conversation on what it takes to become enough and stay enough as we strive toward our potential. I'm your host, Enoughness Coach and Women's Leadership Mentor, Megan Hale. Join me every Monday and Thursday as I talk to some of the top voices on what it takes to live true, live brave, and become our biggest champion along the way. It's time to revolutionize the way you live, love, work, and dream. This is the Enoughness Revolution. Happy 4th of July, everyone. I hope you all have some beautiful plans to have a cookout tonight, hang out with some family or friends, watch some fireworks, and celebrate our Independence Day if you are American. There's so many great memories attached to 4th of July for me, and this is my son's first one, so that's pretty exciting. It's also our last night in Alabama. We are officially making our move to Texas tomorrow and I am just so excited for this next chapter. I am equally excited to introduce you to our next guest, Mickey Kingray, who first had me on her podcast, The Inspired Woman Project. I'm going to include a link to that in the show notes so you can go and check that out. But Mickey is the founder of Real Results Mentoring, is a conscious business consultant, authentic sales strategist, and transformational coach for women. Mickey supports women entrepreneurs to love the sales conversation, which is such a huge part of being successful in business, and to implement a sales strategy that aligns their greatness with their purpose, passion, and personal definition of success, which you all know that I love. You can learn more by visiting her website, which is realresultsmentoring.com. And of course, check out her podcast, The Inspired Woman Project. I really want to point you to one of her communities on Facebook. It's called the Wisdom Seekers Collective. I am a member. I really, really enjoy what she's doing over there. So if you love our conversation, just like I did, I'm so glad we had it, then come on over and join us and I will see you there. So without further ado, let's share this powerful conversation. Here is Mickey. Welcome back to the Enoughness Revolution, everyone. I'm so excited to have my next guest, Mickey Kingray, with me. Mickey, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Megan. I am so excited. You know, you first had me on your podcast, The Inspired Woman's Project, which I, we had so much fun. So I'm yeah. so excited for the tables to be flipped. <laughs> and now I'm interviewing you. So let's dive into the concept of enoughness and what, what that means to you in your own life. Mm-hmm. So it's super powerful, just the word in itself, right? And this is, this is something that's actually coming up for me a lot lately, just even within the last six months. I feel like there was this shift that happened where I, I had this moment where I literally felt like, oh, I have everything I need. And it wasn't like a, you know, I have everything I need, like, you know, I have the papers and the pens and the, the trainings, right? Yeah. It was like I have access to everything I need already within me or at least to point me in the direction of where to go next and it was a really big flip right and so that's kind of what enoughness shows up or means for me right now in this moment is like it's like you have everything you need it's all available to you that is probably one of the most beautiful definitions I've had of enoughness so far. I've been doing this for six months. <laughs> so I'm so grateful for that. That is a massive shift. Yes, it's so, it is massive is a good word. Yes. I think for the majority of my life, 
I was always seeking answers outside of myself. Um, and this showed up in so many ways. It showed up with looking for other people, like looking towards others for the answers or to advise me on things that they really couldn't advise me on because it's not their life, it's mine. <laughs> yes. um, looking for answers in books, looking for answers in programs, um, in degrees, certifications, looking for all of these answers of you know, how. It was always a question of how. Mm -hmm. I was very wrapped up in the how for a very long time. The how of success, the how of happiness. Learning to do it in a completely opposite way of looking inward mm -hmm. felt like it went against every single fiber of my being because that's not what I was really taught growing up. Mm -hmm. I was taught to follow the leader, not be the leader. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think when you start turning inward and start seeking your own answers from your own soul, it, it makes you vulnerable because <laughs> it's not comfortable at all to do in the beginning. And this whole other layer comes up of, well, can I really trust myself? Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. There's a lot of the doubt that happens. And I think it's also, I have three kids, you know, you're about to be a mama. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, for me, it's, it shows up really, really big for me in my parenting and with my kids. And I I am such an entrepreneur, like, <laughs> to the blood, right? Like, I love doing things different. I love challenging the way things, you know, quote unquote, have to be. I just, that just doesn't work in my brain. You know, like if something has to be, a, I'm like, why? Why does it have to be a certain way? Like, what if we did like this? And I like that and I value that. And I feel like I'm, I'm teaching that. I hope I'm teaching that to my kiddos also, right? Yeah. Like I really want them to grow up from this place of knowing who they are and what their gifts are and what their strengths are so that they can lead from that place. Because, you know, when you look at it and, and, and like when you look at that little baby, right. And you look into the eyes of that little baby, like, of course it's enough, right? Like we all are enough from the moment that we come into the world. It's like we start to take on everybody else's stuff that yeah. covers it up. So we can't see it so clearly. And when we peel away all the layers or we learn how to, peel back enough layers so that we can listen and see what's true inside of us, then it's like, oh my gosh, we have the, the keys to the kingdom. And it really did, that's what it felt like for me just when this happened. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is life-changing. Like I, I have everything I need. And that can bring up a whole bunch of other stuff, right? <laughs> There's yeah. always more. But the thing that, that I loved about what you shared, I went through that phase too where, you know, I was in, I used to work in corporate and that was, you know, I always have been a leader. That's my personality, right? You can't, I, and, I, and I have learned to quiet it down to fit in in mm -hmm. you know, certain situations. And so I know how to do that. But it was like it took me a while to actually take that off and be like, oh, it's okay for me to just be who I am. I can be strong and I can mm -hmm. actually be a leader and let that be okay. Mm -hmm. And when I started in this new path of you know, having my own business, I went through that phase of I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn. And what I realized was that I was learning from a place of needing to be more, like I wasn't enough and I needed to know more in, so that I could be more. And then I moved from that phase, which, you know, was a pretty hefty one. Yeah. <laughs> then I moved into the next phase of appreciating that I actually, 
I really love learning. And there was this really big distinction that appeared for me at that moment where, oh, so now I'm choosing to learn because I love it, not because I'm not enough. And that was a huge shift. So then from moving from there to this new place of, oh, I actually have enough and I can continue to learn when I really feel inspired, then that's all good. You know, but it is, it's like a progression and I have no idea what comes next. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I know, I mean, I've had a very similar journey too of, of feeling like I need to learn more in order to become more. And I think like the becoming more is like really about, well, I have enough educate, like it's almost like this proving. And I thought for a very long time that I was trying to prove myself to others but then when I got a little bit deeper, I realized I was trying to prove myself to me. Mm-hmm. And that was a very <laughs> interesting dynamic because I realized that I was the one that didn't approve of me. Mm-hmm. I was the one that was creating all the need to hustle, not these other people. Yeah. And when I started accepting me for, for me and realizing that everything that I had done in my life, uh, everything that I learned was enough right now that's when a lot more self-acceptance came in and I didn't feel like I had to hustle for approval. I simply stood in who I was. There was a whole lot more freedom in that. Yeah. 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 And it's almost like fear is the thing that runs the show there, right? Totally. So the fear that if I don't hustle, then whatever that is, right? Or if I, the fear that if I am, too strong, (laughs) quote unquote, then whatever will happen, right? It's like the thinking too much about what is it that may or may not happen without the evidence and not actually connecting in with what is true, right? So letting the story run the show instead of connecting in and letting, letting yourself. And it's not even the way that I reconcile it for me is I don't even look at it like I'm the one that's running my own show now. I look at it like, I thankfully have these guides or these, you know, the, the, the higher beings, um, universe, God, whatever people will call it. Right. And so even then it's still kind of, for me is like an external, but it's internalized way of receiving this guidance, but I'm not looking for other people to provide it because you're totally right. Other people can't provide it to you. And it's so interesting. Like I work with people with their businesses and you know, it's, this is just, it's so, this is my thing. <laughs> it's like when, so I'm going to like little mini soapbox it here for just a second, but you know, like there, there definitely are times and places like we both have had the experience of wanting to learn things. Right. And it's helpful things and it's great. I love learning other people's ways of doing their businesses. And what I also know to be true is that, when I go and hustle my way through doing their way of business, like I can make it work, but it's making it work. And that's not ultimately what I want to be experiencing right now. Like when I was leaving my corporate job, that was totally fine for me because I wanted to hustle because I wanted to prove to myself that I could make enough money to be able to leave and be fine. But that's not where I am now. Right now, I don't want to just be fine, right? Like I want to be I want to just, I don't even have a word for it, right? Like, it's just, it's all good. And I don't need to do anything in order to let that happen. I can just watch it unfold or participate as it unfolds step by step. And so the thing that happens so often for people that shows up in their business is like they're trying to do other people's ways and then feeling like they're not enough because it didn't work when they did it this (laughs) other person's way. 
And that's the whole kicker, right? It's like, it's not, it worked for them. So then do you, you can take the time to appreciate and study and see what it was that worked for them and be curious and, or you can like do both and connect in with what is it that's actually true for you, right? Yes. Like what is it that you actually want? Like people who are trying to make themselves do a specific kind of marketing because it's quote unquote what works is not going to work for you if you don't actually like it <laughs> yeah. or if you don't clear away the stories that are keeping you from being able to like it. Right. Exactly. So, no, and I think, I mean, I'm sure I was laughing earlier because everyone that's been listening to the podcast for a while has heard my story and knows, I mean, that's exactly what got me out of alignment to begin mm -hmm. with when I decided to take a, a you know, a few steps back from my business because I was trying to do it other people's way and, and chase after things that, you know, I thought was going to be success for me, which equaled happiness. And then I, I got those things and wasn't happy. And it was, it was a whole big cluster of a mess. Yeah. But one of the things that I really love that you said, it like learning your way in business is a lot like learning your way spiritually. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, when we go on spiritual journeys, we, we study a lot, we read a lot, we absorb a lot, and we take bits and pieces of the things that feel good, and we kind of make it all our own. Mm -hmm. And it's very much the same in business. Mm -hmm. You learn a lot, you study a lot, and you take the pieces that feel good, and you make it all your own. Yeah. And if you give yourself the permission to do that, it becomes your way. And I think also just to add a like slight nuance to that is that there's a lot of things that don't feel good that are still okay to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like it can be really scary to do something new or different that you've never done before, but there's a part of you that knows that it's the thing. Yes. It's okay to do it even though it doesn't feel good because you're still listening to that part of you that's saying, yes, this is in alignment. Yes, this is true. Right. Like going and speaking in front of, you know, a hundred people might not feel good, but it may be exactly where you need to be, you know, or having a sales conversation, right. Or like whatever, putting yourself out there or raising your rates, any of those things yes. can be scary as all get out. And there are, there can be things that we've picked up along the way, those other stories that are not ours, where they're, they're at least no longer serving us, that when we peel that away, then we can still let it move back into a place where it can be, it can be better. It doesn't have to feel like, you know, roses and kisses. <laughs> no, but, but I think that's be. what really, um, like the thing that comes up for me with that is discernment of, you know, that resistance versus fear of like, is this something that your soul is really calling you to do? And it's asking you to expand because expansion, yes. <laughs> expansion's oh never gosh. comfortable. I mean, I don't know what to be comfortable. Yes. I haven't yet experienced comfortable expansion, yes. <laughs> but I think that when we're really on our soul's path and we're doing what we're supposed to do, it's, it just, it feels different. It's like, you're afraid and it, it, you can feel the resistance. You can feel the vulnerability coming up. Yeah. But you know that it's the right next step. Absolutely. Yep. And I think that's the thing that can really trip people up when they're first starting experiencing that is the difference between what is fear, what is real, what is story, you know. Yeah. So let's dive into that because I think that's incredibly important. So yeah. for, from your own journey, like how have you started to build that discernment for yourself? So, 
You know, I'm now looking back at it, I am going to use an analogy that would have probably really drove me crazy if I heard it the first time, but I'm going to do it just for this, just for this, and then we'll make it better. (laughs) So I come from, you know, this corporate, you know, marketing, product development, e-commerce background. You know, we, we had these big budgets, we had like lots of responsibility around sales and all kinds of stuff. We tested tons of stuff, right? Like we would run A-B testing or multivariate testing and we would be able to see like, oh, well, if you do this over this, it performs better. Oh, the ugly logo performs better than the pretty logo. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So like we would learn all of these things. And so now looking back, what I see, that's my, that would be my analogy of how I now know that I can trust because I can start to see like, oh, I have proof. I have evidence. When I did that, oh, wow, that really resonated or, oh, that really worked or, wow, look at how, you know, easy that was and all the good things that have come from it, right? So one of the very first things that I started doing was my way of connecting in was to, and it still is, to go for walks. I do like a walking meditation. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I would walk and listen to a meditation because I was not there yet to like actually let my mind quiet. Yeah, (laughs) I I know that. In a different way. And so I listened to a meditation and what I would realize, and actually now looking way back before I had any clue (laughs) about any of this, I used to be big into running and I would go for a run and I would come home and I would tell my husband, oh, I just had this great idea. I think that was, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, like every time. And it kind of became a joke like, oh yeah, what was your great idea? <laughs> and it was like those moments of inspiration that would come through that I didn't know. I just thought like, oh, that's a great idea. And then when I started doing these walks and it became more purposeful, it wasn't just random, right? Where I started to do these walks and I would get these great ideas, but then I started to actually go further and and ask myself a question, maybe something that I was struggling with or something that I was curious about. And it could even be something, I I use this example all the time, but it could be simply as simple as what is my newsletter content about this week, you know? And I would, I would go for my walk and I would ask the question, like, what is it that this community would be in, or what would be in the highest service of this community this week or whatever? And then I would just let it go and I would go on my walk. And at some point, all of this stuff would just start coming in. I'd be like, oh my gosh. And I'd start, you know, writing it into my phone or talking it into my phone. And I'm like totally taking my brain out of it and just letting it come out of my fingers onto my phone. And I would read back through it and be like, oh man, that's good. <laughs> Where did that come from? And then I would, you know, even if it felt like, ooh, and maybe that's a little edgy or that's a little whatever, I would still send it and I would get, responses from people that it really resonated with them or whatever it was like it would it would you know work or whatever and so then I I started it used to be that that was a luxury like doing the walk was this Ooh, I'm really I'm stretching it today because I'm taking an hour to go for a walk in the middle of my workday what am I thinking but then it turned to become this thing that I need it mm-hmm. it is actually a huge part of my creative process because it's how I connect in with that part of me that lets my brain take a rest, right? It's like letting the whole part of me work together instead of just my brain. And my brain had served me quite well for my whole corporate experience, but it's now, it's, that's not enough in my, mm-hmm. like, there you go back to the enoughness. <laughs> it's not enough for me to just work from my brain in my own business. And the make it happen, make it work kind of stuff doesn't work in my business. It needs all of me. 
And when I do that, that's when things happen. That's when clients come. That's when they have amazing results. That's when you get these great ideas that are so much easier than the things that you were trying to make yourself do, but you just couldn't, even though it's been on your to-do list for four weeks, right? So that became the thing was to go for these walks. And now I do it with no music, no nothing. And I have a different process um, because now what I realized, I, and I was mentioning to you before, is that I'm, I'm really, I just got into using the Akashic Records over the last mm-hmm. year. And in doing some work with my teacher, she shared with me that I've actually been using the records for a really long time, but I didn't know. And now that I, now that I have that knowing, I'm like, oh, yes, that's totally what I've been doing all along. But I didn't have the process. I didn't know where the information was coming from. I didn't have the trust either in the same way that I do now. Yeah. So it's like it just continues to evolve. And there's things that you can let go of or clear or release that are keeping you from being able to trust it, you know? So I think that's the, I mean, the really super long answer is testing your way. And it's like building up evidence for yourself so that you can start to trust it, right? Because then you know over and over. And that's the thing with the way that our brains work anyways, is that if we hold a belief, we will look for evidence to prove that that is true. So why not start looking for evidence to prove that something is actually else is true? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I've been doing. And that has been such a powerful practice for me. Yeah. You know, I wrote, um, God, I don't even remember how long ago it was, but it was something about using the what ifs to your favor. Mm, yes. I think sometimes we use the what ifs of like doom and gloom and catastrophizing everything. But when we use like what ifs of saying, but what if this idea could just come to me if I would just take a walk? you're really opening yourself up to a possibility. And there's a couple of things I want to pull out of, of this piece because it's really important. Um, the way enoughness shows up that I'm getting very strongly is that when we allow ourselves to be enough, what we're really doing is we're allowing ourselves to be a vessel for inspiration and creativity to come through because our ego is no longer attached. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that like we are totally void of ego. We'll never be that. But I think that the more we stand in enoughness, the more we allow our ego to kind of take a back seat and we become this vessel for creativity and inspiration to come through. The other thing that I see in your practice is really this, I have this truth bomb. It's, it's like right in my, it's, I keep it in my space at all times. (laughs) It's let it be easy because I think that sometimes we forget that if we would just get out of our head, there's so many ideas circling around us at all times. We would just be open to receive them, but we have to get out of our own way in order to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I see in your practice is not only allowing yourself to be the vessel, but also trusting that it can be easy, that the, the inspiration and creativity can come. Mm -hmm. And when you aren't doing it, that feels like crazy town, right? When you're not doing it, you're like, what? You want me to just, no, that's not how things work. And it's that very beginning part that feels the scariest. So even if you can, if there are people who are at that part, right, or you need the reminder, there's, it is really powerful to move into this place of surrender where you can say, okay, yep, even now, like you were saying, like, yes, the ego never permanently (laughs) takes a bag of seats. Even now I get into a place where, 
I will find my brain overly trying to solve the problem because that's what I've done my whole world, right? Well, that's what brains do also. Exactly. (laughs) And so then when when I actually realize that that's what's happening, and now I know that that's actually not when all the good stuff happens, I can choose to let it go. I can choose to be like, okay, I got it. I'm overthinking. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to surrender this and be done. And I can do that. But at the beginning, when, when you're first starting down that path, it's, there's, um, it's like you need to start with something that is okay for it to be wrong. You know, like, so if you were to, um, I don't know, like even when your phone rings, like, like before you look and see who it is, like, who do you think it is that's calling and just see like, okay, well, who cares if you're wrong? Or I remember someone saying, um, with a deck of cards, to like connect in with your intuition and before each flip of a card ask whether it's red or black and then start to pay attention or whatever if those are the colors or whatever but you get my point right is is which is it and like you can start to see like where do you feel it in your body or what are what's the senses or the sensations that you experience that starts to tell you what it is and when are you paying attention to it you know or what are the easy things that it's okay for you to be wrong, right? Like, um, do I want to really have pizza for dinner or do I want to eat broccoli? <laughs> well, I don't know, but let's test it out and see, right? Because it's okay to be wrong. So I think that can be the place to start if you're, you know, going down that like testing path. <laughs> no, I think that's a really, really good tool. It's kind of like um, tuning into like your desires, really. I mean, intuition is all about connecting with your desires and how you want to feel. Yeah. So the more you can open that channel, I think the clearer you're going to get. Absolutely. Yes. So, you know, one of the things that was popping up for me, like when you were talking was this whole concept of, um, just flew my mind now. I'm like, that never happens. (laughs) (laughs) that's okay that happens important hopefully you're not too important um oh oh I know what it was of letting it be wrong and deadlines this is what creates this was what was the hardest thing for me to let it be easy meant to really release the control of when it was going to happen and for somebody that is like a planner Mm -hmm. (laughs) actually it goes against my grain of just saying Oh, it's just going to come. It's just going to come. You don't really have to worry about it. You don't have to sit down and just stare at your computer for hours and hours and hours. But when I was really embracing the concept of trust, trusting that something was going to come through, yeah. it brought up all of the fear. But I'm saying, but this has to be done in so many days. This is due in yeah. so many days. And it's creating this anxiety. And what I noticed is that the more anxiety I was creating, the more pressure I was creating, the more blocked off I became. Mm-hmm. And the more like in my zone of forcing something to come out mm-hmm. and then it never really felt good. Absolutely. The minute I decided to just try it, just going to try it. <laughs> I've been working on something, working on something and it wasn't coming. So I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to trust that it can be easy. And I swear to you an hour later, the thing that I needed to put on that, that word document yeah. came through right away. Yeah. And that's, that's, so what I, I started, I learned this concept from one of my mentors about inspired action, right? Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love inspired action. And the thing that never totally settled with me was, but what do you do when you actually have to get something done? Like the tax people don't care that you're not inspired, (laughs) right? I still have to do my taxes. So 
I, so where it became, where it became rational or like reasonable in my brain, I, I like live by inspired action. It's so important to me. And the place where it evolved to is purposeful action, Mm. right? Where it's like purposeful inspired action. So what that means to me is exactly what you said. You went for a walk. So it's like, you can have a deadline for something and you can put yourself, you know, you know that this is coming and you may not be feeling it, but purposeful inspired action is when you put yourself into the situation to be inspired yeah. purposefully, right? So I'd have this thing I have to do. And so I know when I go for a walk, I get inspired. That's my process. So I'm going to go do my process and then let the inspiration come. So it's much more of a way of you being able to still create, but doing it with the flow and still being able to meet external, you know, needs because that happens. <laughs> no, no, I love it. And I think, you know, one of the things that I don't know if this shows up for you, but I, for, for me, one of the biggest fears that was really driving a lot of stuff for me that was making me force was there's never enough time. There's not going to be enough time. When I realized that I create time, <laughs> that I, I'm in charge of that. Mm-hmm. That's when everything changed. And so yeah. if you're, you know, anyone who's listening, who's kind of in the beginning process of this, know that that thought right there, I think is very normal for most of us when we're leaning into something new of trusting that this, this idea is going to come through and plenty of time. The brain is going to tell you, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. <laughs> you have yeah. only this many days left and it will create that anxiety for you. But the more you can resist that and step out of it, that's where we put ourselves in that space. Like you were saying for that inspired action to come through. Yeah. Well, and so I'll, I'm going to just share a little story about that. Mm-hmm. Just so you know how long it takes to create a website, right? Yes. Like it could take forever. I mean, I know some people who have taken a year or more to create a website mm-hmm. and, and that's all fine because everybody has their own vision or their own path. But what happened, this, this is just so fascinating to me in terms of the whole time thing, right? So uh, this is probably about a month ago now that I was feeling like I was coming out of this cocoon kind of experience. Like I had gone super internal. I knew something big was shifting, but I didn't know what it was. And I had a call with one of my coaches on one day and I was really tired. I was kind of cranky and it was a really challenging call. I was just like not in my place, but I was on the edge of something. And so that night I went to bed super early and the next morning I woke up and I was driving my kids to school and these two words came into my mind and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, what is that? What is that? What is that? And then I let it go and, you know, did my thing. And the rest of the day, like I knew that there was something important with it, but it wasn't totally making sense to me. And so I, you know, went into my records, I went for my walk and I would get little bits and pieces more and still wasn't totally like the whole picture wasn't there. Like I was getting little bits and pieces, but it was like somebody hadn't told me the the main story or something. Yeah. And so that night when I went to bed, I went into my records again and I asked and I said, please share this with me or show it to me in a way that I just can't miss it. And at like 11 o'clock at night, I just started getting all of this information as clear as day, like names of things, exactly what it was beautiful words to describe things that I couldn't even probably come up with just thinking it right. And I wrote it all down on my phone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and the next morning, I was on fire with it. Like I contacted my designer. I wrote homepage copy. Like I had all this stuff happening. And like literally a week later, I had a website because all this stuff just poured out of me. And there it was, right? And um, it's just, it's one of those things where it just all happened. And, And my point with that is, 
you know, what I did in that four hour time frame when I woke up in the morning, I got done way more than I would have normally get done, you know, been able to get done in a four hour time period when I wasn't in that space, right? Yeah. Because it was like this, it just needed to come through and I needed to just do it. And it was almost like, I don't even know what time it was or, you know, it just wasn't one of those logical, rational things. It was like, oh my gosh, whoa, what just happened? That is the power of inspired action, people, right there. I've had the same thing occur for me. Like when I'm like worrying over the sales page copy, if like it's just not working and yeah. then it'll just start flowing. And it's like 15 minutes later, I'm like, there it is. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and you're like, dang, that's good. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, why haven't I been working this way all along? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I love all this so much. So for, for anyone who is interested in learning more about this process, you know, Mickey, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about the Akashic Records. And you know, I know that you have a workshop coming up too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, you know, like I was saying to you earlier, like when I go into something, I go in all in, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is what I want to know. <laughs> and so I have been in deep study of this for the last year and working with my teacher and, um, and now I am teaching this. And so I'm going to do a workshop on how to use the Akashic records. And my focus is really specifically how to use it in your business. It's so powerful because that was really, that was the thing. That was one of the really big things that happened for me that was like, oh my gosh, like I can access everything I need here instead of having to get it from other people or rely, even thinking that other people can tell me better. Like I still love learning from my mentors and my coaches, of course, course. but it's different. Mm -hmm. And so this has been so powerful to help me get to that spot. So I'm going to do a a training on how to use the Akashic records and that'll be happening during the summer. Awesome. And, um, and if people want to find out about it, the, the thing that I was just sharing with you that this inspired thing that came through to me was, this it's called the wisdom seekers and it's about people being on their path of discovering their truth. And it is for people who are wanting to step into that. uh, I'm calling it like more of a connected leadership kind of space, right? Where it is you're connected to your truth and you're connected to the wisdom of your soul and you're connected to, you know, the outcome you're connected on a, on a deeper level and leading from that space. And so if people are wanting to be in community with other people who are walking that path then um, I have a Facebook group that's going on right now and it's called the wisdom seekers collective. And I haven't launched my website for that part of my business yet, even though it is sitting there, (laughs) not done. And um, it's, it's a really fun space where we get to kind of be woo woo and not know about things and find out about things and be curious and know that we're in a space where there's no judgment and we all get to walk our path in our own way, but we get to do it with other people. Um, I will be there. I mean, for so long, just feeling stuck because I felt like I had to have all the answers and have the big plan and know everything and how it's all going to turn out. And I have found so much more ease and peace and clarity in my business. The more and more I've released that. So to be in a community of similar like-minded people that get it, and that will always turn you back inward instead of trying exactly. to be the Exactly. Yes. That's exactly. really, really important. So Mickey, thank you for being such an amazing guest today. Everyone, for joining us, there's going to be some links in the show notes to connect with Mickey and her workshop and the Wisdom Seekers group. I will be there hanging out. So come hang out <laughs> with me. And we will see you guys again soon. Bye.
Thank you so much for joining us on the Enoughness Revolution. If today's episode rocked your world or added value to your life, I'd love for you to let us know by leaving a quick review on iTunes. The Enoughness Revolution is a global conversation for owning who we are as women and owning who we are as leaders. If you're ready to break free from the destructive stories of not enough and step boldly into your own leadership, visit me at megan-hale.com for one-on-one coaching, group programs, and courses all designed to empower you to lead. Until next time, you're beautiful, you're powerful, you're capable of achieving everything you desire. Claim your enoughness, sister, and unleash the fierce feminine leader within.